0: You're listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. Bonus minigame for you. Count how many times the word garbage is said throughout this
1: podcast. And action. All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And James, what are we doing today? The Iron Man Trilogy. Whoa. Oh, yeah. We're going retro review We're of an try- entire trilogy of movies. We're going to try to do... Three movies here, Kyle. Three. Oh, boy. Okay, well, three movies, so chop, we, need, chop, right? we need three people. So we yes. got a special guest today. The wonderful Aaron is joining us. Aaron, say hi.
0: Well, hello. How are you? Doing
1: good. How are right, you
2: doing,
0: excellent. Aaron? All right, Aaron. Not too bad.
1: Not too, Not too bad. bad?
2: Good. All right, Aaron. Here we go. Why should we listen to you, man? Why Who should are you? To why, why do we care that you're on Loud on the Set with Kyle and James?
0: Uh, I mean, you seem to
1: like my opinion of movies. I do.
0: So uh, I have some thoughts that I'd like to share. Uh, I'm actually a scientist, so if you have any science yes. stuff, you want oh, to yes. her,
1: Tony Stark's a scientist. He's an engineer. I don't know, he created a new element or something, so. Well, yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we can we talk about that one. Don't we worry. will. We will. We'll we get. will.
2: Aaron works with us, right? And he's brilliant. He's a brilliant movie critic. We've had extensive conversations. Um, and we do. We truly value his opinion. And it's been weeks that we've been trying to book this guy. Months. He's in,
0: months? months. Nay, years.
2: Years. He's in high demand. Let's get it started.
1: Yeah, let's do it. So first of all, um, there's three movies, right? Let's just go around and give our hierarchy of Iron Man films. And we're just talking about strictly Iron Man, Iron Man Two, Iron Man Three. Correct. No, no Avengers insight into this. We can reference it, but we're not discussing it in our in our things here. So. James, we'll start with you. We'll go around here. Give us your Iron Man hierarchy rankings.
2: My Iron Man rankings go chronologically. The first one's the best. The second one is horrible. And the third one is garbage. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I'll save all my reasons for a bit. We'll just move around the table here. Aaron? Hit it up, Aaron.
0: Uh, So I have a very different opinion. (gasps) Excellent. Uh, Third wins by far. What the fuck? (laughs) First, First, slightly behind the third. Uh, and second one, a ways down away from the first.
1: Very, very interesting. We are going to have some beef. This is going to be cool because Holy mine shit. is different from both <gasps> of yours as well. I thought there was going to be a consensus. No. There. I, sw- mine I goes, swear Mine goes Mine goes hard first, number one. Okay. Good. And then it goes three, followed by two. Comes in last place. Holy so cow. So this is going to be interesting. Oh, so boy. I, 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 it's going to be interesting, right? Yeah. <laughs> you were. So we are going to start. Uh, let's start at the beginning and then work our way through and and just get going here so
0: well the good news is we all seem to have the first one up fairly high yeah yeah first or
1: second nobody ranked it last which is good so we can
0: agree the first one is a solid
1: movie yes very solid who's going to kick off our discussion well it's your top so give us your top reasons why you think it belongs here we go on the pinnacle i'm gonna
2: try to do this quickly as quickly as i could i love the first iron man for a lot of reasons let me bang out my quick reasons and then i'll get to my big reasons. okay Um, The soundtrack and the sound effects are Hmm. kick-ass. I mean, let's face it. All the little sound effects of of his machinery falling into place. The suit assembling, brilliant. Uh, It's a funny movie. It's action-packed. Again, the intricate details behind showing how the suit assembles itself, his engineering and his robotics and his computer programs, all very awesome. But my biggest reason for loving it, and I don't think I'm going to be able to do it justice, even in this podcast, is because... There's a pretty decent commentary on the military-industrial complex in this movie. I we even have... for sure, there yeah, is, yeah. We <laughs> even have a pretty veiled shot at Dick Cheney types in there. Yeah. Man. You know, my, my worldview creeps into the podcast every once in a while. Well, you guys know it. But I do. I dream of the day where CEOs do shit like Tony Stark did in this movie all the time. Imagine if you were, like, the CEOs of... And I don't want to get sued here, but... Blockhead... Blockhead Blarton. Or... <laughs> Baytheon. (laughs) Imagine if they did a 180 like this, called press conferences. Subtle. Called press conferences. Yeah, hey, I don't want to get sued, right? Remember Ocean Planet? They'd sue us for any reason they want to. Effective immediately, I'm shutting down all of the weapons manufacturing, and then Mm. all your friends turn on you. Rhodey turns on you. What do you think you are, some sort of humanitarian? As if that's an insult. Give me a fucking break. Mm. Even Pepper (laughs) almost turns on him. She, at the very last minute, reverses course and goes with him, but... Um, people say things to him like, yo, it's time to get your mind right, Tony. Why? Because he doesn't want to sell weapons anymore. Mm-hmm. He does a complete 180, he, a moral crisis, and he does the right thing. He, he leaps before he looks even, right? He sees people in danger, and without even thinking twice after he's had his turn, mm-hmm. boom, he goes off into a war zone and tries to clean up his fucking mess. Somebody take it away. I love this movie. Yeah,
0: that's what I think I like about the most of it is you yeah. see his character really well. He mm-hmm. starts off as this playboy asshole. Like mm-hmm. one of the first scenes, you see him winning this very <laughs> gigantic prestigious award.
1: He mm-hmm. doesn't even bother showing up. He's just at the table <laughs> shooting crap. Just like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll just give that award away to And somebody. hanging out in the Humvee, throwing so, up yeah. throwing up gang signs or whatever yeah. they say. Like just, he's just this playboy
0: just like <laughs> hanging around like joking with these guys. Just like, hey, yeah, take yeah. a picture. Him. No gang signs, whatever. <laughs> right. uh, and then you see him sort of recognize a bigger purpose. Mm-hmm. He realizes what he's been doing and he takes stock immediately of what his life has been and goes, this is not what I want to do. I need to reset the course and kind of upend my entire life to do
1: that. Yeah, yep. very dynamic. Um, that And I don't think any of what you said uh, could stand on its own if the story and the characters weren't so good. I agree with everything you said, all about mm-hmm. the sound design mm-hmm. and everything. Visually, it's amazing. There were some brilliant special effects and, and things that they brought into that. Um, but everything is centered around his character. And I don't think, uh, I mean... Barring lots of thought here that uh, Robert Downey Jr. has been in any role that has been so perfectly suited to him. Suited. You know what I did there? Oh, <laughs> I hate when I punt out of control. Isn't that what you said <laughs> oh, all the yeah, time? Yeah, right? um, As Iron Man, I think it's just brilliant, especially in the first one. Just talking mm-hmm. about the first one here. Yep. In his character arc, it's mm-hmm. totally dynamic from start to finish. Just like you said, that lets him flex his acting range, but also lets his personality and like that charm... And comedy come through so easily and just off the cuff, like effortlessly from this guy. Um, And even after he's, you know, decided who he is and he's going to change his ways and everything, inside is still that core of Tony Stark, you know. He's still the funny guy, not caring too much about, you know, anything that's not important, just letting it all roll off. So I thought the plot and the characters were brilliant. It was really clear and focused, which is a problem I had with the other ones. You knew exactly what the plot was. What they needed to stop, what needed to change, who the bad guy was, you know, all of it was really clear, so it definitely fell on my top. You know what
0: I thought was actually really interesting when I went back and watched this yeah. movie? Is, for a large chunk of it, there's no clear antagonist or villain. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Like, of The first one, yeah. You're establishing his character, so there's no sort of challenge there for a while, and then he gets captured, and you go, oh, these guys are the villains. These are the group, the ten rings. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to fight against these guys. And then he beats them. Yeah. Like, what? Thirty. <laughs> 20 minutes after he gets captured, <laughs> right. like he just shows up to the bases and kills everyone. Yeah, It's like, okay, there's no one left. Mm-hmm. What now? And then you slowly start to develop this underpinning of like, oh, there's more going on. And this Obadiah Stane character has actually got more nefarious things happening. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of the movie, it's developing, and there's not really an antagonist. Mm-hmm.
1: And he kind of became the metaphor for evil. You know, when there's a, a niche that needs to be filled... And there's something that can be taken advantage of. You know, it became Obadiah Stane's character, and he he filled in that that role. Yeah. And back to your
0: point, uh, if you notice, all three of these movies, the antagonists are arms dealers, weapons dealers.
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so it's that sort of idea of the military-industrial complex. That is his enemy.
1: Yeah.
2: I sort of had that as a con in terms of, well, the overall trilogy because there's there's re- repetition going on there, especially one of my cons with the movie if if we may migrate into that mm-hmm. real quick, is that they did kill off the villain when they finally identified the antagonist, yeah. and it turns out to be close family friend, asshole, mm-hmm. you know double dealing military jerk off right um they sort of do the the the, the one flaw that almost every comic book movie has, and it's a one off villain you yeah. Know? Put them in
1: your pocket, save them for a while, right? And, and it's it's tough because yeah. it's like when you think about it, they made a mo- this was the first one in the Marvel cinematic universe. So it's like this you, kicked it <laughs> you yeah. make the first movie and you don't know what's what's gonna happen. So they have to, in that, you know, two and a half hours of whatever blockbuster action movie, you've gotta tie up all those ends. True, their, their hands true. were tied at the beginning of that. You know, you don't have the long term plans, you can't develop that that core arc but something to say about consistency with the military industrial complex coming back is that then that keeps iron man in its marvel cinematic universe its own like little niche is that Mm -hmm. it does have you know those carryovers as opposed to like the avengers when it's just like all the superheroes in one place you know let's fight the evil in the galaxy each one of those groupings of stories has a clear like sense of purpose and with iron man it's about you know like using science and, and brain power for good over evil and, and peace instead of war and it's got that clear dichotomy in it. You know, it makes the whole trilogy as a as a thing cohesive. So
2: See, actually I kinda of thought that was a weakness of the Iron Man trilogy is that once once it was clear that Iron Man One was successful and it was going to really launch this, this Marvel cinematic universe, that's why I hate the second and third one. It's part of the reason why I hate number two and three so much. Is because they have absolutely nothing to do with them. They they they're garbage on their own, and they, they don't even tie in. Like they they're written completely separate and.
1: Oh, so here's like, our debate. So yeah. let's let's go okay. to Aaron because yeah. your top one was number three. Yeah, so, so believable. So go with number three. Give us your your rationale. Well, hold on. I want before I give okay. my rationale, That'll I want mean.
0: to give. I want to totally understand okay. your argument here. So yeah. you're unhappy with the fact that there's not more continuity in between the movies so they are yes. building up something
2: larger okay? absolutely they're these one-off villains it's sort of a not only are they one-off villains but it's sort of the problem that most of the marvel universe movies has has or have and that is oh all right the president's been kidnapped where, where the fuck is everybody else like the president's <laughs> strung up between some cargo ship cranes like bring in thor knock that shit down and take him out of there like it's he sort of, was
1: busy. You know, you got to go watch Thor to know what he was doing at the same time. It doesn't make any sense,
2: and, and they do. Like, <laughs> in 2 and 3, they have these little, like, one line. Maybe not so much in 2, but in 3, they, they try to explain that away in the quickest, cheapest way possible. Like, you know, in number 3, if you remember, War Machine turns to Tony. Uh, you know, matters like this are more like United States government business, not your cape wearing. It's like, okay, actually, they're better at it than you are. You should bring them in. Like, it's it's So cheap.
0: That, that was actually opposite of you now. That was the point that I liked. Because that's wow. one of the complaints, is that they don't bring in these guys. Like, The whole point of the second movie was that they tried to, we're jumping all over the place now, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's okay. The whole point of the second movie is that the government tried to take his suit and use it as part of their arsenal. And Tony proved that he is too much of a loose cannon. They can't depend on him because he does right. what he wants to, and he doesn't follow orders. So they aren't going to bring him in trying to t- track the Mandarin down because they can't be sure that they're going to have control of them.
1: They even said at the end of the movie, right, uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. was just going to use him as, like, a consultant, mm-hmm. and they didn't want him in the Avengers because he was... Unpredictable and uncontrollable. But again,
2: if I may fast forward even a little bit further here, looking forward to Captain America's Civil War, suddenly mm. Tony Stark is okay with the idea of collaborating with the U.S. government. You see, like they're not written with consideration. Well, for once each you other. ride a
1: missile through a black hole, <laughs> I mean, you're kind of the leader of the I mean? free like, world it, it at sort that of, point. It sort of reeks of <laughs> it. Sort of reeks of
2: that not having the foresight to really think it all through.
1: Like it's written in parts, and it's not. But that's true but they didn't have the ability to do that yet is kind of what I was talking about okay, with the okay, first okay. movie. Okay. See, I don't it, see look.
0: that I don't see that so much as foresight in the writing. I see that as an evolution of his character. Really? He starts off, yeah. So the whole especially the third one wraps up like the evolution of him as a person. Yeah, I like he starts off true, as this too. asshole playboy and they like make a whole scene in the beginning of the third movie about that where he's having this party, doesn't care about anything. And that's
1: the flashbacks. And uh, Guy Pierce, super Uh
0: awkward nerd guy, he's just like, yeah, go hang out on the roof like an asshole. Just sit there for a while. (laughs) And he's a dick. And then you see him ten years later, however long it is, Mm -hmm. and he's like, you know, I made demons, and I've changed since then, and I've learned better myself. And so this is Tony early on, being the wild canon that he is, not listening to anyone. Mm -hmm. After that third movie, he says, you know, I've sort of, Refound my purpose. I've been reborn. I am the mechanic now. And he has an idea of what his goal is. And that's when you start to see the shift in um, the second Avengers and now coming into Civil War, where he has a more based approach. If he's trying to protect the world, he realizes he can't do it alone.
1: Responsibility. Exactly. Okay, so this we're talking about number three since it was your top. Mm -hmm. Give us your strongest reasons why it sits at the top of the Iron Man. So
0: I think that it is sort of the... Evolution of everything that was good in the first movie mm-hmm. you have his character. You had the interactions uh, between him and pepper Like we haven't talked about pepper at all but yeah. oh, I mean, she's God. great. You don't like her you She's like my her con,
2: she's on my list of cons for oh, the First one here. It just says con Gwyneth Paltrow I love this <laughs> and her, She's on her fucking carrot skin We can skin. have yeah. some arguments oh, she's, she's All right, like, she's, tanned out she's the
0: foil. She's the one where he starts going crazy and she's the one that reigns him back in he goes on this Crazy wild tangent. And she goes hold on. Come on. We have a company to run here What are you doing? Okay, okay, okay. okay. And so, like, the relationship between them that slowly builds, the way his character works, the action that takes place within the suit, I think was perfected by the third movie. A lot of people say, and this is probably on your list of garbage here, (laughs) a lot of people hate the third movie because he spends so much time outside of the suit. He's barely Iron Man in Iron Man 3, and that's my favorite part of it. Because you're seeing him... Fight through this. I kind of enjoyed that as the well. The scene where he's got the half suit of armor, he's got the one glove and the boot. <laughs> uh-huh. That's so amazing. Uh-huh. That's so oh cool. God. Uh, it's oh so cool. God. I liked that. Come on. And just sort of the realization of what's going on. There's a scene in that fight where one of the goons is like, "All right, I'm out. These guys are weird. I'm done with it." <laughs> it's this sense of stepping back and being like, "This is totally absurd, and we know it. Let's roll with it." The whole thing with the Mandarin. Mm-hmm. Everyone who loves comics hates that because the Mandarin yeah. is supposed to be like this great, amazing villain. It's the arch nemesis to Iron Man. And they just said, nope, it's going to be a one-shot joke. And I did not expect it whatsoever. I was wondering and I was about laughing. that. if Because
1: okay. if, I was going to precurse this and I forgot with... I've never read any of the Iron Man comics ever. Have you guys read any of them? Yeah, some of them. Some mm-hmm. of them? Okay, mm-hmm. Aaron, yeah. you, you haven't read any of them. Um, so I don't know what's accurate or what's in, you know, canon, because if you're going to make a story and in the comic books, Tony, you know, uncovers this new element or the Mandarin is, you know, this, whatever plot points in here that they, that they took out of the comic strips and everything, then... It's hard for me to complain against them because they, you know, they're remaking it. That's fine. Yeah, but you, you we're we're a well-researched podcast, there, as you can tell. <laughs> I haven't read anything. I haven't. I don't know anything about it. Well, him, we're but... not a comic book reading podcast, are we? We're a movie watching podcast. All right, so I... they have to do the legwork. So since you, those are your strong points about number three. Uh, since it was my second. My second choice on my list. I'm going to piggyback off of there for a second. We're ambushing you right now. I I
2: can't wait to go on the attack for this one. No, you you give your points. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited. So here's (laughs)
1: here's what I really liked about the third movie because there were things that I really liked and things I didn't like. That's Mm -hmm. where it sits at number two. Okay. Um, Overall, I thought it was an okay movie. Um, I enjoyed lots of parts about it, but there were some parts that I really didn't enjoy. Um, So it kind of had this strong dichotomy with it with number two i thought everything was pretty much mediocre so that's why it it falls to number three because i think the third one did a lot of cool stuff one of the things i think it did that was really awesome was it went post avengers and showed tony incredibly vulnerable and it showed a superhero for the first time in these stories that was like wrecked and dealing with the savageries of like what he had to deal with he didn't just walk away and go yeah take off his suit and be like i saved the world that makes me feel sweet he was like having crippling post-traumatic stress disorder and had to like fight through that and live through that so i really liked how they focused on the human character element again that they had in the first one i thought that was devoid in the second one i thought that was just huge spectacle blown out ridiculousness in the Mm -hmm. second one with no human uh interaction so i really liked that um I'm I'm so torn about the Mandarin thing. It's dumb because I thought that it was going to be something way different than it was, and the director and writer uh, co-writer Shane Black is the strongest part of this movie to me because oh I th- I think God. I think what he does with his wit in the script is really good. I think he's an incredibly witty screenwriter. Wow. Um, but I think that what ended up happening was. The producers came in and like molded what plots needed to be there, and then it was just kind of slapdash effort to put the rest of the movie together. See,
0: I want to comment on that real quick because I think that whole idea with the mandarin is really good because one of the problems with these comic book movies is they're formulaic. Yeah. You go and see Ant-Man, you know exactly what every single scene is going to be.
2: You must have listened to our podcast. <laughs> anyway, go. Uh, formulaic, baby. No.
0: Exactly. And you know, I go see Thor like Thor smashes guys, he has trouble, then he beats the guy. In the <laughs> there was no way for me to anticipate that thing with the mandarin. Yeah. It was shocking and surprising and it took a movie that seemed like it was doing too much, like there's this thing going on with AIM, there's a uh-huh. thing going on with Extremis, there's this thing going on with the Mandarin, these explosions everywhere, and I went, oh wait, this isn't like three different things happening, it's one consistent story bound together. Whereas yeah. like the, the second movie had this problem where you had almost two different plots mm-hmm. running at the same time, and then you're like, oh, let's throw some S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff into, oh wait, Tony has to realize that he had this relationship with his dad. Mm-hmm. And you go, there's too much stuff going on here, but... Not only did that thing surprise me with the Mandarin, but it helped to just sort of make the movie shrink down to a much more manageable size. And I
1: think that's a credit with the writing because one of my flaws with the third one is that it is really unfocused. It is trying to do a whole bunch of things, but they did manage to at least keep keep you focused on where things were leading to, even if I think personally that... The climax of the film was probably the lowest point of the entire uh, uh, picture. Okay, can I Agreed. can
2: I can I Agreed. unleash the fury here now? You, you can were
0: like a okay. just trapped hyena ready oh to strike. Oh my fucking
2: god! I can't believe what I'm hearing. This is travesty. This was complete buddy cop bullshit. This movie, <laughs> all right, this lethal weapon, Shane Black buddy cop bullshit, had so many fucking plot holes, including the biggest one. I'll just go to the biggest one, and then I'll really nitpick okay. the hell out of this thing. Uh, the initial attack on Tony's house. Why didn't he just activate the fucking suits? Remember the house party that happens at the end of the movie where, where he calls up 40-some-odd suits from the basement and they go flying to some fucking port in Miami and tear the whole thing down? Those were in his house when the hey, helicopters were coming in. He was busy, in. all right? Those, so were, <laughs> those were in his house. It's not like construction continued after the attack and it was suddenly ready in Miami. They were in the house. They had a vault full of soldiers... And, and, and instead threw a suit onto Pepper and had her save That's half That's true. Aaron wants to say something. Do
0: you want to address this point now, or do you want to lay some more
2: down? <laughs> I'm going to lay some more down. Okay. I'm going to lay we'll some on. more down. I Here to address uh, All right. Why the fuck was the movie set at Christmas time when it was released in June? It's another cheap, lethal weapon, like, Shane Black. emotional play <laughs> on things. Oh, this way I can have scenes set in the snow with lighting, and I can talk on people's emotional strings because there's a holiday going on, so tragedy during a holiday. Cheap shit. Um... <laughs> Uh, how about the the you guys are talking about the writing? How about Iron Man calling a tiny little kid a pussy because his dad left? What a what an absolutely awful line! That I love that. that to me reaches. What a Tony, you love that! What a love
1: Tony that. Stark thing to no, say! No, no, because in the second <laughs> movie
2: he was supposed to have come to some reconciliation with his dad. Like, oh, his harsh treat me of me treat me, his harsh treatment of me this whole time was meant to toughen me, and it was actually for my own benefit. Dad, I posthumously love you. Blah blah, and then some other kid expresses similar feelings to him, and he calls him a pussy to his face. Terrible writing, terrible editing. The, the <laughs> Mandarin joke was a complete... That twist was a complete fucking joke. If you like that, I'm sorry, that was terrible. Um, having Iron Man be remotely controlled all of a sudden. So now Iron Man's not even in the suit anymore. You can see that these were bad ideas because they were immediately abandoned in all follow-up Iron Man stuff. Iron Man is no longer sitting happy in a booth with Google Glass wrapped around his face, commanding remote robots. Mm. Bullshit. Uh, all right, Last thing. Oh, first of all, the dumb fucking kid. Don't get me started. That's Flop Top from Jurassic World. Flop Top. Mm-hmm. Fuck that kid. It
1: all was. Oh, right,
2: let's go right after the target demographic by having some floppy-headed little prick in there, right? Who cries his way through half the scenes. Unbelievable. I am a. I Flop see Top
1: was Sheldon, definitely to get the demographic. Yeah. What an awkward there. shoe. Make warning. it relatable. Like I could hang out with him. And then finally, and
2: finally, because I don't want to <laughs> hog all the mic time here, but I'm on fire, baby. I'm on fire. If you can. If you can attack me on these, well done, but I don't think you can. <laughs> Pepper being the hero at the end. I am watching an Iron Man movie. All right, I don't want to see Tony making little smoke bombs out of Christmas ornaments and shit like that. I have, I want the engineers. He's oh, just fucking the huge side. To me, it seemed like the whole movie was done on a dare. Like somebody dared Shane Black, like, yo, I dare you to not have Iron Man even be in an Iron Man movie. Throw a kid in there. Have it during Christmas was, with a giant the, bunny rabbit. the
1: first aspect of the first movie? The first thing he did was end up in the desert with nothing but his brain, and he had to, like, build something to get out Okay,
2: of it. we've established that already. Yeah. And you know what he did in the meantime between movie one and movie three? He built, like, 50 suits. That's true. And they're all waiting in his basement. That's true. That, that's the huge... I haven't got to say this in a while because okay. we haven't done a pure view. All right. Huge fucking plot hole. <laughs> Aaron? All right, cover some right. stuff, Aaron. So, the thing that stands out to me most... Uh, yeah.
0: In my notes, I have here written verbatim, uh, <laughs> hardware store secret agent. Awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. So, as far as your first plot point, uh, plot yeah. hole yeah. about why he didn't call the suits, uh-huh. think back to that scene. I'm thinking. And the scene before it. Kyle, he spends mm-hmm. He spends like three I'm minutes thinking. establishing how Pepper is the most important thing to him. Uh-huh. They see that missile. He has one second. The first action he does without doing anything else is he throws the suit at Pepper and tells her to get out. Doesn't even think about anything else. That's his only goal in mind. As he's doing that, he sees that she's okay. He brings the suit back. Before he can do anything else, the building starts collapsing on him. He did not have a moment to call up the other Iron Man suits. As the building was collapsing, it covered up that (laughs) thing. You say it's a plot hole, I think it's a reasonable leap to make. Yeah. It is.
2: He's a super genius. He's making snap decisions on the battlefield
0: all the time. He is, but he's also kind of a tool. He's got a huge ego. He calls the guy, mm-hmm. he calls up the Mandarin, this terrorist organization true. to his house and says come at Says me. come at me, bro. <laughs> and he expects them to not do it. Yeah. And then they do and it takes him by surprise and he doesn't have time to react. All right, here he let me risks. let me
2: let me since you said that the hardware store scene was awesome, I might disinvite you back from any more podcasts. Okay, I'm kidding. No, no, you'll invite you, you back. Stay put. Right. You're I thought right. it was that's awesome too. He's good. <laughs> okay, instead of going to the hardware store because all right, maybe let, let let's make an assumption here. I'll buy your point that he was too distressed to call up any of those three dozen suits that he had chilling in his basement in that moment. Mm-hmm. But when he's hanging out in Tennessee and he decides it's time for the builder to fucking come back and show everybody how it's done with electro gloves and shit like that. Why didn't
0: he call his suit up? Jarvis tells him that the construction crew has cleaned away the rubble. They couldn't open that hatch because the entire building had collapsed on it. All
2: right. Still, though. All right. All
0: right. So that department store scene, that was part of his character evolution because you see that when he calls up the kid and the kid's like, the suits aren't charging. He has a panic attack. He goes, holy shit. I don't have my suit. I'm useless. I can't do anything. And that's when the kid says, you're a mechanic
1: build something. Mm-hmm. I, I like guess. that. Oh, yeah. And right, it, like, it re-jogged yeah, yeah. his memory. He was like, you know, I'm, not, I'm more than just Iron Man. I, like, I have all of this experience. This is how I got to where I am today. So, and do that's it again. The, that's kind of the let's point of the movie. The
2: suit is his thing. But that's, that's him. Here's, here's, here's the thing. Here's what I think we're losing sight of. We're at the third movie at this point, right? Mm-hmm. The first movie. Awesome. We all agree on that, mm-hmm. right? There's a consensus. Yes. Planetary, essentially, that this was an awesome movie. The second one is awful. With, and we'll get to it, right, Kyle? Mm-hmm. So little action. By the third one, I, I, I just want to see Iron Man back in action. And instead I got Lethal Weapon 6 or whatever the fuck it would have to be at this point, right? Um, <laughs> and so I look at the third one in the context of all three movies. The first one is an origin story. And there's some action, but not too much because they're doing such a spectacular job of establishing the mm-hmm. character and um, letting him do his thing. It's, yeah. All right, So you don't expect a lot of action to have an origin story, and you get enough, which is great. Mm-hmm. The second one, you get none. You, it, it takes a step backwards. And so everybody was expecting, with the movie posters, with the introduction... How many
0: fight scenes were there in the second movie?
1: Uh, How many minutes
2: in the
0: film were there? Three. <laughs> there was the one on the racetrack, the final one? We'll get to it.
2: We'll get to it. All three. Right. Yeah. And But three. some of them are, like, minutes long. Okay. Like I don't mean that in a good way. I mean, yeah. like, single digits under five kind of shit, right? Um... <laughs> So I'm, I'm looking at the third one. I see movie posters. I know the introduction of the Mandarin, who is Tony Stark and, and Iron Man's greatest nemesis. And I just want action. And instead, I get a little kid and a, a, a Christmas theme and Pepper pots and a sports
1: bra saving the fucking day.
0: How can you hate that?
2: Oh
1: my god! <laughs> All right. Okay, what are we wait. Doing you here? had number two. Uh, you had you had number two on your list uh, as your second favor, yes, right? Yes, I did. We added it as our last. So <gasps> give us give oh, us any right, redeeming points for Iron Man 2. Actually,
0: before we talk about that, I want you to tell me something nice about Iron Man 3.
1: Yeah. I have nothing, nothing. Oh, that not can't, a single be thing, not a can't be single true. Not a single
2: damn thing. They have to think, think, Removing think his right chest hard. piece, that's fucking dumb.
1: <laughs> um... Um. Oh, my God. I, I don't even know. Like, you might notice when his mind closes. It closes. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's <laughs> pretty, pretty hard. It's
2: cool. No, it was open, <laughs> but they, they didn't put anything in it. Um, there's no advantage to having the Iron Man suit fly to you in little pieces, which is supposed to be his like, revolutionary breakthrough in the third one. It worked quite well in Avengers. I know we weren't going to talk about it, but you can't ignore it. When he had the whole suit intercept him in mid-flight. How about, how like, about the, that worked
1: pretty damn well. How about the continuity of building his character post-Avengers? Let's talk about that for a second. Did you like that they... Picked up there and had him be like affected by that and explore that a little bit. With no, his I thought character. it was very awkwardly handled.
2: Really? Like, very, like he, I, I don't, I thought it was a, maybe it was a weakness in, in Robert Downey Jr.'s acting, but him sort of stumbling his way through the snow with the little kid in that neighborhood after finding out some clues, like, I thought it was very awkwardly handled the way he slipped in and out of traumatic states and stuff like that. I, n- nothing,
1: I liked nothing about the movie. Nothing. Total garbage <laughs> you didn't even like that it was iron man and related to iron man in any way because
2: it wasn't an iron man movie so it was lethal
0: weapon where where did you want the movie to go did you just want it to be like half action scenes of iron man blowing
2: shit up i i wanted action baby mm, i, I really we're did. seeing our, our all, right. Here. Uh, all, right, all right well yeah, when yeah, iron
0: we'll man 4 is directed by michael bay we'll give it a look. oh look at this guy we'll <laughs> no i think I think that that is just a dangerous road to go down. and Be like, let's just have all action. Yeah. Okay. That well, here's the thing.
2: Boring, here's the thing. Really? Let me. This I think is going to be the good.
1: Avengers are kind of for now. This too. is going to be
2: a good segue to Iron Man two. I'll tell you why. This is one of the criticisms I, I was going to save in my bank of Iron Man two comments, but here it comes. It's going to segue. Let's talk about Iron Man two, man. If right you're going to have an Iron Man movie like the third one that you claim is more about Tony Stark's character and his evolution as a as a human or whatever you want to fucking say about that <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> I know you guys don't read the comics then goddamn it deal with him being an alcoholic one of the most cutting edge daring storylines written into any modern comic book character any popular one Uh let's keep it at that uh, between Marvel DC the bigger companies is that Iron Man has an alcohol problem he's an alcoholic yeah and so in the second one as I was sitting and watching the second one unravel in front of my eyes and thinking oh my god there's no action to this fucking thing you know I thought at least maybe they'll introduce him being an alcoholic and that will maybe his life will spiral out of control and he'll have to redeem himself in that. But because it's Disney... I was just going to say one word. Democrat, yeah. Disney, they just can't. It's like they, they can't. That, that put the right. kibosh on that storyline. That is the mo- one of the most powerful Iron Man storylines is, is Tony's struggles with his fame, fortune, his attitude, his reputation, and the fact that he drinks it all away. Now, agree. you guys aren't fans of the comics, but if you're going to do Tony Stark the character and not put him in his damn suit... Put him behind a bottle. <laughs> I would. I would. It's yeah, funny because they, love that.
1: they yeah. did that
0: storyline, but they replaced the alcohol with the uh, palladium poisoning.
2: Yeah, oh,
1: that's, that's a weak. That's a weak
2: cop out.
0: It was real weak. All right, are we,
1: are we into Iron Man Two? <laughs> yeah, now? hit up two. Give us some redeeming qualities for two, because I thought two was absolute garbage. <laughs> okay.
2: Um, I don't. I don't have very many um redeeming qualities for two. Also, I just don't think it's as shitty as three. Hmm. Um. I, I mean, a redeeming quality here is that the best scene is at the end, again, because I just wanted action, I thought the first one was establishing enough, where Iron Man and War Machine fight side by side for about 20 seconds, and they blow the living crap at everything. Now, I'm not a mindless idiot here, I don't need Michael Bay movies, but at least that, that was an exciting fight are scene. You, are we
1: talking about the scene where Iron Man basically just says, you have to get out of the way right now, and then he like turns on that super laser duck. and kills everybody? After a few dozen that was, seconds of that was a lot of ammo being literally expended. my least favorite scene in the entire movie. <laughs> that also, that moment, also that scene, also you, the whole. I, that was the worst part of the movie. I entire can't tell movie. you how many
2: times I've brought up that scene on YouTube and just watched it on rewind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the way they kick ass
2: like that together. Oh that is man, so funny. Just, I
1: hated it so much. I
0: didn't. I didn't hate it.
1: I was like, where was that every other second of always whenever it was needed? Exactly like what you were talking about (laughs) with the flying things out of there. We can make an argument for if he was able to do it or not. But I was like, are you kidding me? Like any other second that we could have, or why'd you go through the whole fight instead of just like being the super smart guy you were and lure him in and then just do that? It's like, what the it's hell? It's a fair point. I still yeah, like to see it. Just,
0: it was like, all right, let's shoot a whole bunch of dumb robots. Like, right. they spent the whole movie building up those robots. Is like, oh, they're the ultimate killing machines because yeah. this guy, this <laughs> Russian guy with a bird made it. Right. Right. And then they're just like 40 <laughs> seconds done. Uh-huh. Whole army done. No, oh, I thought that it was, was like, so uh, bad. And then, like, the Iron Man movies, like, you start this trend of, and it has to end with the bad guy gets in a bigger Iron Man suit. Right. And they have to punch him in mm-hmm. the <laughs> <laughs> and then
1: they continue
2: that with the Hulk Buster thing. Yeah, and that's Avengers just... Avengers
1: and everything. Well, that's I had that as,
2: Yeah, I had that as a point, too. A completely recycled villain, right? Like, stealing the tech, uh-huh. building a suit, uh-huh. final climactic battle. Yeah, I mean, yeah. let's get... I don't like the second one. I hate it, but I hate it Do less than... Do you have any you
1: points hate. that you liked about it?
2: No, no, I, I already <laughs> said it. That the end fight What about scene, you, Aaron? Right. Do you have points um, you like about it? I thought Sell the, it to the
1: suitcase suit, the scene...
0: Not the fight itself of Whiplash, but the scene of him getting to the suitcase suit. I liked I that, that as cool.
1: well, yeah.
0: The, him like cutting the car up and like trying to get the suit to him. I thought that mm-hmm, was neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was
1: a little I silly. liked that set piece idea to do it um, at the uh, the Formula One race. and yeah. I, I thought that was interesting.
0: It was all right. It was interesting. Uh, I liked uh, Justin Hammer. He mm-hmm. was not a great villain, and he kind of showed that throughout, but he was this kind of just sleazeball guy who's trying to worm his way in when he was over his head. Yeah. And I like that character to see him like do that struggle and yeah. still not be totally evil. Mm-hmm. Just be a guy who's like more willing to do things right. that are unsavory. bend the rules. Now it's Sam
1: yeah. Rockwell's character, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a great actor, so I thought he I thought he pulled that off for how much I I thought that, that was mishandled with the rest of the movie. And I
0: really liked him as a contrast to Tony too, because on paper they're the same character. Yeah. He's this, you much. know, like pretty rich like guy who builds all these cool things. Tony is super successful because his uh, ambitions always succeed. Hammer is a failure because every time he tries to do the same thing, it just sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's good to see, like, this is what Tony could be if he wasn't as good as he is. Yeah. So it was a good contrast.
1: Okay, that works. Um, so uh, Fire away, Kyle. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting I'm to think about redeeming things I liked about it as well um, before we, we discuss the bad. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I think one of the other things that I enjoyed about it was that they kind of continued their, and I know you mentioned this as a, not a strong point, but they continued their commentary on the the military war machine and war machine himself um, by adding in that essence of the drone warfare kind of thing. I mean, obviously they stated that, pretty heavily and that's what they were evolving to so i liked the the commentary and the metaphor it was trying to make i liked the set pieces that were in the film um the john is the director of the first two and And he's in uh, all three yeah and he is and uh i think he does a great job directing films um uh, i think that his tone with his movies is sometimes inconsistent where i think it works with this comic book stuff i've seen some of his other movies where i've been like of enjoyed them but there's always some scenes where I'm like what were they thinking with with that but I think he has a pretty he's got a good handle on this type of work and I, and I think the direction of the films is always good so I think that's one of its strong points is if you're if you like that but I think the substance was so lacking from this one it was like how do we take the first movie and distill any ounce of emotion out of it and just make it really boring <laughs> How do we do that well, so I that's what i felt like it ended up i
0: think it's interesting because <laughs> you look in there there's like three good movies mm-hmm. that have just been crushed together into yeah. one not good movie so there's the whole thing with whiplash like if you watch the beginning of the movie they basically redo tony's scene of building uh the first art character in the suit right shot for shot like they show uh vanco making each scene, like they show him with the hammer, like bashing it away, mm-hmm. until he makes the reactor. And it's like, oh, this is the contrast Iron Man. This is the evil version of Iron mm-hmm. Man. Now Let's see where this goes. You've got this other story about him with his poisoning and dealing with his imminent death. Yep. Like how does he make up for all the bullshit that he's done in his life? How is he trying to set things right from what he's done wrong, and, and how he is does he not handle that up? well at Doesn't. first? <laughs> That's when you have like the one scene of him getting drunk at his birthday party. It's like there's your alcoholism, alcoholism right that there. That was one of my favorite. They teased it. They teased it a little bit. Yeah. yeah,
1: I was like, good, beat the crap out of that guy.
0: <laughs> and you got this whole other thing with uh, Aim, or no, it's not Aim, it's uh, Hammer. Hammer's industry like trying uh-huh. to beat the computer. And then halfway through the movie, you're like, hold on, let's bring in S.H.I.E.L.D. because we can't forget about these guys. We mm-hmm. have to have
1: Scarlett Johansson and Asian Colson doing oh, all this stuff. the Scarlett Cock-a-man-y. Johansson bits.
2: Well, that yeah, that I think we agree on uh, that one because that – are you happy about this? Would no. Because that sounded I, like a sort of
1: – No. Like what? A, like a lustful – Oh, no, it's the opposite. <laughs> I was like, oh, dear God. It was so base. It was so stupid. So base.
2: <laughs> I, I, I got so pissed off because again, you I think we see a clear trend <laughs> here. Like I, I'm like starved for Iron Man action. You know, especially towards the end of Iron Man Two, I'm like, God damn it! I haven't done anything in this movie. Yet. This movie sucks.
1: And that's funny because all I remember about Iron Man Two are the action scenes because the rest wow. of it bored me so much. Yeah, and which I which is like, ironic because I like it's forgot about nothing. it all.
2: But to to have it to have you know like the end of the movie essentially boiled down to Black Widow's audition tape.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, I, I when she was you know when yeah. she was running her way through uh, Hammer Industries and scissor kicking the hell out of all these goofballs mm-hmm. and what I was thinking. Oh, good God. I came to see an Iron Man movie, not Charlie's Angels. Like, what the fuck is this? And I understand they're trying to set up to be advantage and all that, but she was kicking more ass than the main character. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Ugh. Anyway, I, f- I remember, um, here's, here's sort of, like, again, because we have different reasons why we hate this movie, I guess. <laughs> Mine is that... So I, I should be clear. I don't
0: hate this movie. I don't think it's good, but I don't hate
2: it. Okay, well, I do. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote down here on my list it's action unseen at the beginning we you know while they're establishing Ivan Vanko's character and showing him uh-huh. going through the same developmental steps yada yada there's all this stuff on the walls about Iron Man negotiating this piece thing Iron Man did this Iron Man did that mm-hmm. and immediately I'm thinking I would like to see that you know that's, yeah. that's action unseen you know it's completely unseen action and so it's like a
1: cold open montage moment <laughs> Save, saving the world all over the place yeah come getting on.
2: keys to the city and whatnot. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen a couple of those things happen but anyway um, and then the race car scene to me I'm sorry that's also another wasted action scene because the suitcase suit to me is weak and it, it almost it, to me it reeked of like toy salesmanship like hey we can have a different style style suit that's a little more tighter fitting it doesn't fly but it's got some of the same things so i have in the
1: suitcase i have a, a commentary about that and yeah. one of the things that's happening in film in general if we can bridge here, yeah. is the whole set piece before plot type of mm-hmm, thing that's going on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people are packing things into movies literally so they can sell them during the trailers and the, they want they... to see that, and they're like, oh, I wonder what they're going to do with the Formula he's, One he's race. He's walking, and his race cars exploding
2: <sighs> behind him all his whips are on fire. And then literally
1: they get there, and it's just, it's all just a smokescreen for to get you to the movie, and there it has no substance involved in it. So where I was walking into it, and I was like, oh, sweet, something cool is going to be going on here. The visuals are neat. The idea is neat. It's different from the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's about other really well-engineered you know, pieces of machinery and stuff. So I was like, Maybe they'll do something cool with that. Maybe he'll deconstruct one and like use it to kill somebody. I don't know. <laughs> something crazy. They're, whatever they're going to do, I had high hopes. And There's actually was... an Iron Man suit as disguised as one of the Formula <laughs> One cars. <laughs> like Transformers. Oh, gosh. Speaking of Michael Bay. Um, but, yeah, I was so the set piece idea in films now is is getting way out of hand and and I saw it extensively from the Iron Man Two trailer. I was like, no, oh, cool, that looks good and I went and saw it and it just ended up being flatline, mediocre and underutilized.
0: You know that's really funny, that specifically stood out to me in the third movie. They spend this time like trying to track down Aim, be like, all right, where are these bad guys at? Yeah. You go, Oh, they're in Miami, Florida <laughs> And you go to Miami, Florida and there's like this crazy Aztec ruins that are there. <laughs> I was like, that's not Miami. That's like some old stone-cobbled mansion. Right. It's like, where the hell in Miami is that place? Set piece, right. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And it's
0: like, oh, that's where we go to shoot some guys and... Mm -hmm. Weave our way
1: through bedrooms and
0: labyrinth-style.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay. Oh, my God. So, um, the whole trilogy is as a piece, you know, as a whole. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it worth... Does the sum of the parts make it stand up as one of the better trilogies in this cinematic universe, or in film as as a whole because when I first watched Iron Man 1 and I walked out of the theater I was pumped and I was like that was one of the best movies I've seen in a long time and they're really hard to make you know and, and be be well done so what do you guys think are the sum of its parts do they do they make this absolutely
0: the first maybe the second okay it's uh, definitely one of the strongest points of the cinematic universe mm-hmm. and I don't think it would exist if uh, the first Iron Man movie,
1: and the third Iron Man movie, <laughs> oh, God. were
0: not as good as they were. Yeah,
1: I think that the third did bookend everything nicely. That being said, I wish that the movie had been had been better. Wow,
2: we couldn't disagree more. We, we have a so. What do you think?
1: No, no, no. Give us your where's the trilogy as a whole. Three, for you. W- three words okay. for you to summarize
2: uh, right. a three is this part, a rocky situation? Movie, <laughs> I have three words to summarize my feeling on this trilogy, and that's very fitting. They blew it. Oh. They, fuck, we'll add a curse to it to make it forward. They <laughs> fucking blew it. Why? Because they, they, oh my god, they, they, they stumbled upon gold with Iron Man 1. That was a spectacular movie. It really showed the world, look at how good superhero movies are going to be from now on. The special effects, we can cast excellent characters in them, they'll act their asses off. We don't have to find Dolph Lundgren style, you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger types to try to fill out these Mm -hmm. suits or these, these rubberized body suits anymore. We cast good actors and let them steal the show. Yeah. All right? And then the second one was horrible, and then the third one was garbage. I've never seen a storyline goes uh, a potentially awesome trilogy goes so far south so quickly because Iron Man two and three are total garbage. Um, and <laughs> oh my god, some some say the Matrix did something similar to that, right? That the oh. first Matrix was great. But I yeah. tend I like the second Matrix. So I don't I don't well, love it. Oh my god, aren't you where
1: we just let's come I, back I, to the I, Matrix I, trilogy. I, next we'll time. bring
2: you in. But I pretend, I swear to God, to, to, to the two years, I pretend that Iron Man Two and Three never happened. I my order of movies is Iron Man 1, uh, Avengers 1 is Iron Man 2 for me, <laughs> and then Civil War will be Iron Man 3. All right. Because Iron Man was was perched and ready to be the best of all these superhero mm-hmm. movies with the trilogy, with the promises of a second and a third one after it, and they fucked it up so bad that now Captain America's trilogy is light years ahead of it after the Winter Soldier. I I'm said sure. it. Well, you know, that's
0: something we're talking about, too, because yeah. Avengers... That was kind of a uncertainty when it came out. Yeah. People thought mm-hmm. it would be good, but uh-huh. we didn't really know. It's because like of the, could, team,
2: because of the whole thing, yeah.
0: It could bomb. Uh, and Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark, was kind of what held that together and pulled that forward. He yes. was the core of the movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you kind of built everything around him. Right. And so really, Avengers is kind of like Iron Man 2.5.
1: Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad you... Yeah. No, it absolutely right. is. Because, and it establishes so much of the third one that you can't have that one without the Avengers taking place. Um, so I completely agree with that. One of the things that I, I think this trilogy strongly identifies with is the striking gold concept. Like, as what you were just saying, there were no expectations, there was no plan, it was make a movie, come up with the best script possible, the best character choices, and everything... And go from there, see what happens. And it was great. But then that established expectations with the second one. And I'm sure after the first one, it was immediately put it in the flow of things. You know, these are where we're going to be. Write it around so that all of this stuff could potentially happen one time. And the minute that you pigeonhole that situation, you have no control over having the same success that you did as the first one. There's going to be pitfalls all over the place and and I think that's exactly what happened. I think that it it definitely stumbled in pitfalls. Like I said, I support I support them as flawed pieces that kind of complete the every time we say Marvel Cinematic Universe, I want to insert bullshit in like air quotes right now because i just hate saying that term so much yeah, it's yeah. so it's so commercialized and like just it makes is. me feel dirty as like somebody who likes movies that you recognize it because it, it just feels like that but at any rate you just um,
0: gotta like rub your action figure of iron man and make yourself feel better in the morning it's like it's okay iron man we'll
1: make a good movie soon okay. we'll stand alone we'll stand i think alone. if if so it, final final thoughts here yeah i think obviously everybody should see the first one and i think we're all on board with that absolutely i support seeing the second and third one in context with the rest of this marvel identity that we've got going if you have any further pursuits in seeing more of these films i'd recommend seeing the sequels because i think they provide context for much of what happens. In not even the Avengers films, but even in other movies that are going on at the same time. And TV shows. Right. And Yeah, no. I, don't know I if haven't guys, even stumbled into series, it yet. There's Netflix series,
0: Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Don't uh, watch it. What's the Avengers, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing? Agents you watched that? Shield. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, mid-season families tonight. Okay.
1: <laughs> so there's... Oh,
0: I'm going home now, and I'm watching that. Okay. Absolutely. But uh, I think one of the coolest things about this Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> Is that when you finish one of these movies, the first Iron Man didn't count because you didn't know that was a thing. Right. Yeah. When you finish Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, when you finish Avengers and any of the other movies, you go, yeah, that was cool. But think about how cool the next movie is going to be. Mm-hmm. I went to Captain America not because I gave a shit about Captain America. <laughs> I didn't care. Always fighting Nazis. Woohoo, great. I went, Captain America is going to be in the Avengers. Yeah. And the Avengers is going to be awesome. That's I want to what see the Captain America's. Too. This about. man is
2: hooked, right? and that's
0: that's that's the hook. That's the way, and that's exactly what you're saying: is that if you want to see the rest of the movies, right? Of course, you've got to see the ones that come before it. If you want to get into Agents of <clears> Shield, <throat> of course you yeah. have to watch Avengers. If you're gonna go and see Civil War, of course you have to see Iron Man one and two and three and Captain America one and yep. Civil. Uh, Winter Soldier and Avengers 1, and then you should probably watch the Hulk movie, too, because why not? That might be important
1: to some reason. <laughs> never watch Thor The Dark World. <laughs> <laughs> Just read the synopsis. Oh, goodness I was gracious. not a fan of that. I'm um, trying to think
0: of something good to say about that movie.
1: Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? I never it's, even saw it. It's not that's, great. That's probably
0: yeah. the best thing to say about it. Yeah, you saw great. it, you didn't miss anything.
1: Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately.
0: You well, missed naked uh, Eric Selvig.
2: <laughs> oh, God. Well, this is
1: an Iron Man trilogy podcast. Let's wrap it yes. up. Yes. Okay. All right. So, I think well, we got to hear your final yeah, thoughts. Yeah. I was going to say. Well, I think we're pretty much in consensus about everything. I think personally, there are redeeming qualities to all these films. I think that if you're if you're eating some popcorn, and you're watching them with friends. Iron Man two and three are just fine to to enjoy with with that. I think the first one is definitely a, a solid investment into the film library of like action adventure movies and stuff. Um, the other two are popcorn fodder for me i know you disagree first, james but give us your final thoughts the first one I,
0: hold on i want to give you a stipulation yeah, yeah. for your final thoughts okay. i want you to go through this without saying the word garbage okay <laughs> this is a challenge for crippling you. me all right
2: the first one is is awesome i it, the rewatchability is incredibly high it's great i'll watch it all the time and enjoy it every time the second and third ones i'll never watch again in fact just to sort of summarize Two and three, yeah, I saw them in the theater in Ecuador. I went to a theater to watch them because some I've of these... only
1: seen them in the theater too. I oh, never, I never rewatched them. I have them on DVD and I never oh. watched them. All right, well, I've actually
0: I... only seen them in Ecuador. I had to go there just to watch them.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, they came out like a few days before they released in the United States. Actually, uh-huh. like a week sometimes in advance. I went to go see them in the theaters in Ecuador, and then after just the total disappointment of both of them, I said, do I do I even bother buying the dollar bootleg? <laughs> and I did, and I watched each of the dollar bootlegs of two and three one time and threw them out.
1: That's funny. You threw out a dollar bootleg. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Didn't
2: even try to upcycle the disc. <laughs> that's it, I'm done. Well, well on, on that on, note, Kyle.
1: that's going to bring us to the end today. Um, Aaron, thank you Thanks, so much man. for talking to us.
0: Thanks, I think. Uh...
1: I'm, I'm glad that there was a voice of reason on the podcast yeah. with me today. I'm glad uh... to
0: balance you guys out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this was a lot of fun. So yeah. check us out, uh, Loud on the Set with Kyle and James, iTunes, uh, YouTube. We're all over the place. Uh, if you ever want to be on the show, if you want to be cold called, anything like that, uh, send us an email, loudontheset at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to be on the mailing list, we have a weekly mailing list. Keep you updated. Get you the, the podcast uh a little bit before they come yeah, out. A, too. Day in advance, yeah. a little bonus there. Yeah. So uh so again, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. Please come on and, and support me further on some other <laughs> other film trilogies. I would love at some point to talk about the Sam Raimi Spider Man trilogy. Shall be done. It shall oh be
0: done. wow that's okay.
1: <laughs> so it that's interesting. Um I thought they did a really good job with one and two. And I didn't believe they made a third one, right? They didn't make a third one. Save it, save no. it.
0: Let, let me give a spoiler third one's my favorite. <laughs> Yes! All right, we're doing
1: it. Put it in the books. Sam Raimi, Spider-Man. We'll make it happen. Uh, Again, thank you so much for listening. Um, If you haven't seen the Iron Man trilogy yet, go watch at least the first one and then take our advice on the other two. But uh, thanks again so much for listening. Thank you, Aaron. And uh, go see the movies and have a wonderful time. See you later. Bye.
2: (laughs) Excellent. Outtakes. Excellent. And cut.